Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to hit that NOS button because Cody Polson is here and we're talking fast and furious and it's time to have an upfront conversation about F9 and the whole saga itself. Is it played out? Are people tired of it? Or is it still beloved and people just love the wild and crazy scenes and then we change gears into ranking all the fast and furious movies? That's coming up, real ones, right now. Real Ones here. My name is Kieran Bergen, back to bring you guys another episode. We're back here, and joining me as always for these big movie review podcasts is Cody Polson. Cody, how are you doing, man? What's up? Ready to go on a ride a quarter mile at a time? They don't say one last ride anymore after saying it for like three movies straight. Paul Walker? I feel like that was the tag for movie six, seven... Eight, I don't know. Yeah, I felt like it was the phrase of the series for a while. But <laughs> what would that be now? Uh, just let's keep this ride going. Yeah, let's just keep it, keep it moving, keep making money off of this shit. Um, but yeah, no. If you haven't figured it out, obviously from the title of this podcast as well as what we're kind of kind of talking about is Fast and Furious. Did you have a stroke just then? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, it's been a while since a podcast. You know, I understood so. you better than Vin Diesel. Uh, sometimes he gets so low where if your ears aren't you know attuned to that do you that sound is your time to say grace or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one particular i don't even know what he's but he, he was talking low in the new movie and then he go loud like out of nowhere <laughs> kind of startled me but yeah, yeah yeah i like talking about the movies uh, for good and for ill F9. We're going to be talking F9, and then a little bit later on, myself and Cody are going to give our both of our lists, I guess, of the franchise, but we're going to try to come to a conclusion and one concise list of the best to worst Fast and Furious movies. Will so, you concede, you know, uh, maybe movies a bit worse? To, we're going to try to agree yeah. that one list, singular list, is the best list between right. us. I mean, yeah, unless you have, like, you know... Too Fast, Too Furious, number one, you know, I might have to fight you a little bit on that. You know? Right, I, that could drop down quite a bit. Right. Uh, so we'll be doing that a little bit later on, but I guess before we even get into F9 or, or this, I kind of, Cody, you're a big Fast and Furious fan. You've talked about it for a lot of years now. What about this franchise that's just kind of piqued your interest as a whole to say, uh, I love this shit? Sure. Um, 
I mean, a bit of it is the culture behind the films. Uh, I feel like it's all encompassing. You know, you don't got to be like some hardcore nerd or uh, like, like to be a Marvel fan. Not that you have to be a, a nerd, but generally that franchise started with uh, a level of fandom to a degree of, of those characters. Uh, this just kind of came about so organically, um, and it's made by like a, a very select few people. You know, Vin Diesel's producing these, and uh, they had the same writers for a while, most of the franchise. But I'd say just universal appeal with, um, you know, these these characters travel the world. They talk like we talk. They kind of live like lives we wish we could live. Just fast cars, girls, gunfights, action. It's just like, uh, I mean, it's what you go to for any kind of escapism, really. Um, this movie has everything that you look for in a movie to varying degrees. And I do think through the core of it all, there is like an earnestness to it. The family element, obviously people make fun of the franchise being, being all about family. But I think that's very relatable. So it, it kind of doesn't like go over the top of your head, like maybe, you know, Grandma can't step into Endgame and know what the hell's going on, but she can watch a Fast and Furious movie and know what's going on, have a good time with it, because, hell, I wasn't exactly sure what the device was, what it what it, it was going to do in this movie, but I was along for the ride, nonetheless, because it's pretty simple. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, it's a good kind of franchise where you can just kind of jump into it and really not have, like, an issue trying to you know, figure out the canon behind every single character, right? Uh, we have friends who I know for a fact have, like, not watched the first, say, four movies of the franchise, but picked up mm. on five when things kind of get really ridiculous with it. And they're like, okay, this is like a fun spy superhero action movie that really kind of doesn't make any sense structurally as a movie, but fuck it, the set pieces in it are awesome. Mm. And you know, yeah. you know you're going to get like three awesome set pieces in the movie. It's just kind of whether or not you can digest some of the stuff in between. Right. And sometimes it's the stuff in between is awesome because it's family, right? And it's, it's you know, yeah, the cars or, or whatever the case may be. But they do put stuff on the screen that you have not seen in a movie before. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but sometimes with these movies, like it's just we got to go bigger. We got to go you know faster or whatever to where you know you kind of lose i know that these movies aren't supposed to be super realistic anyways but there's an element to them where you're kind of like okay like this is actually fucking stupid and like that's a lot of the problems that i had with f9 and we'll, we'll get to it here in a quick second but you know we're gonna see i guess my question is for you know a non-ip kind of thing right this was like an original idea that was created in 2001 obviously started as a you know underground illegal drug racing car mm -hmm. racing scene obviously has moved to like i said a spy hero you know superhero-esque type movie what has kind of made this franchise last so long to where it, it started as you know basement floor level you know, appeal to it to where now it's like saving movie theaters in this sense. Sure. Like movie theaters need Fast and Furious movies to come out to like succeed. I mean, it, there's definitely the Vin Diesel element. I mean, that he is like good at playing the Dom Toretto character. Um, it was the chemistry at first between, I think, him and uh, Paul Walker. 
Uh, I think that, and like the interest in like the car culture. Right. Um, I think anytime you do like a point break style movie with like kind of a bad guy and like a cop and them coming together, or they're at odds. That's going to be interesting, but I think it was the culture mixed with the chemistry of the characters. Um, and again, all these movies are fun. Um, it kind of, if the franchise evolved, you know, with more, um, like crime, what too fast, too furious, like drug related crime yeah, related. Right. I know the first one was about stealing the DVD players or whatever, but undercover cop element to it. Uh, yeah. Then like three kind of had, in my opinion, like an indie movie kind of vibe. Like a, it was like a, a good spinoff, um, in every sense of that word. Four brought back what people had been missing. You know, enough time had passed to where they're like, man, I miss that uh, Dom and and Brian interaction and they were again at odds it was kind of like i mean at the end of the first movie you really want to see how things continue on it can be left alone but fans were were glad that they kind of continued that story on and then obviously five was a shock to the system again um with the rock coming in and it kind of did the it kind of did the opposite of what like the last jedi did where you bring you introduce some Mm. uh, force awakens brings back the feeling, just like Fast Four, and then Interesting. Uh, Last Jedi introduces uh, kind of some new vibes. A lot of people weren't cool that people were really cool about the vibes in in Five because it did bring back some old characters, but it introduced a new one, and there was a new element of now it's okay. This is a heist style movie. Then from Six onward, they kind of were more spy esque. So they've all kind of been feeling the same a little bit, and I think we'll get into kind of maybe why the franchise is getting a bit stale, I think, because the status quo hasn't been changed too much in the right way. But I think just because of the longevity, just naturally them making more over time adds more interest, the chemistry, the growth of the characters, and just how they've changed the movies up with each subsequent movie. Right, and and you make a good point, but also... It seems like everybody who's involved with these movies takes immense amount of pride with them. Like Vin mm. Diesel, this is his baby. Oh yeah. And to an extent, that's kind of hurts the movies to an extent because his relationship with The Rock has kind of deteriorated. I know they kind of fixed things now, but you know, The Rock kind of felt like it was becoming his franchise, and Vin was not ready to hand that over. I mean, you mm. know, I can make an argument for both sides, but even somebody like Michelle Rodriguez, who was in you know like a, a Resident Evil movie or something like that, like she belongs to the franchise of fast and furious vin does too paul walker really made his name off of it um and so like even people who became stars like gal gadot right like in five and six and then obviously trans transcends into wonder woman in 2016 but yeah i think that this level of like number five was a shock to the system to where Mm. people were kind of ready for this super exciting film they're like whoa like what is happening but it also still i felt like had that like low not like not like super high stakes like it was just like essentially a heist movie but now things have gotten so crazy in it i'm just kind of like can you keep one up in yourself and right. doing it in a way that where people feel relatable to this because that's the thing with you were talking about earlier the first movie you know, it's it's stuff that you kind of want the girls, the, the you know the, the the money, the drinks, the cars, whatever. Mm. But like, you also felt like 
you could do you could live that life if you wanted to. if you wanted to and yeah. like you could sit there and have like a house party with all your friends and you know uh you know go for a ride together or whatever the case may be you know so but now that's just like am i going to be able to like jump on top of a truck and fight some man like, i think some basic math is a good uh way to explain things like number fast and furious one probably 90 percent believable 10 percent you got to turn off your brain where now it's like 70 percent unbelievable 30 percent real and so the farther away you get from connecting to those little tidbits i mean the the heart of the film's still there but you also need to ground it in reality for us to ultimately care about the film as a whole 100 percent. so let's go ahead and move into fast nine or f9 as this one is called the saga continues i believe was the full title until they just like made it f9 but um the director justin lynn mm. he's back um, he did write some of this movie as well. I don't have the writers in front of me, but you know the gang is back. Vin's back, and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris. Uh, you know John Cena's in this movie. Uh, Charlize Theron is back in this movie. Kurt Russell is like in this movie for like two seconds on a on a screen. Um, but yeah, this movie's come out. I mean, obviously it's projected to make a ton of money, just like every other Fast and Furious movie ever does, and it does really well overseas, which is another thing that we didn't mention, Cody, like how well these movies just kind of transcend. Like we see Star Wars really struggle to kind of figure out that overseas element to it, but sure. Fast and Furious just translates the hell out of overseas. But I guess just like, you know, spoiler thoughts or non-spoiler thoughts, sorry, just start the the pod discussion. What did you think of F9, a movie you've been looking forward to for years now? This was the first one where I felt like I I was seeing something I've kind of seen before. Not with where they take certain elements, but this movie is very much like a they've got a go and search for these government related things um trouble ensues there's over the top action i felt like the we added in elements in this movie that didn't really shock the system um so it kind of felt familiar like the like dom and and, and letty and tyrese and it, i feel like we didn't really progress their characters at all i mean there is an emotional core to the film with uh, Dom and John Cena. That's maybe a little undercooked, but I did like that. But at the same time, even though I like that, it, I don't think it was necessary. Mm. I think um, you could have had, I don't know, a character like we know Charlize Theron is, is in this film as well. She, she could have maybe had the role that cena played i don't know big paycheck movie for her like just she didn't really do much in the movie a couple lines i don't i haven't really thought it through as far as like how we move forward but um it kind of felt fillery to me Mm. where Mm -hmm. the uh seven was um you know solid and they did what they they had to do to like make it work with you know paul's untimely death yeah eight i thought it was interesting that they flipped the switch and dom was now like against the team so that felt fresh to me right um, right and the rock was still present in and i don't know it, i did love that they uh, obviously it wasn't really explained why they were friendly with uh shaw at the end of the movie but 
yeah. with a still killing Han, even though he saved the baby uh, in a, but there was enough there that I appreciated and liked, um, better directed, I think, and just better written and, and just a crisper movie overall, where this just felt kind of overall half baked a little bit. Um, I don't know. It, it was a funnier movie, but I don't know. It didn't quite feel like past. I think it, it jumped the shark a little bit too much mm-hmm. with the silliness. And so, yeah, I mean, without getting into spoilers, really, that's my opening thought. Yeah. I mean, I think the set pieces of the movie work. I mean, I think, you know, there's a set piece in a jungle. There's a set piece in, uh, what was that? What was the second one at where it's like they started the church? Where is that? Was that Berlin or something? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck. I don't even some, remember. Some Eastern European country. And then the last one is basically just like on a street somewhere where it's, you know, them following a big truck. All I know is we keep going back to London like over and again. Yeah. <laughs> and Tokyo. I thought, yeah, I thought we had enough of that in like Hobbs and Shaw, but you know, yeah, I mean, we went to Tokyo for fuck's sake in this movie. Um, but, like, the set pieces are good. Like, I enjoy a lot of the set pieces in this movie. I think it's just kind of like the in-between stuff where it's just really kind of a struggle. And I think there was some stuff that they kind of wanted to go halfway on. And I was just kind of surprised. I'm like, this is a Fast and Furious movie. If you're going to do it, go all the way. Um, but other things, they just made it so unrealistic to where you're just kind of like, this is actually like impossible. Mm. Like this is not, these are not DC heroes or Marvel heroes. These are like actual, like regular human beings or they're supposed to be. And, but I, I thought that some of the relationships that they built in the movie were very good. Like I thought the Dom Letty stuff was some of the strongest stuff that I've seen between those two characters in the entire franchise. Um, you know, I liked that they brought Mia back and they kind of made her an integral part of the story. Uh, sure. I wish they would have maybe included her even a little bit more. You know, I like Han, but like that's an issue with the movie as well. It's like, you know, before Infinity War, I remember you talking, me and you talking on a podcast, and we were kind of like, some characters have to die in this movie. And then also, right. I guess, Endgame, we were like, there has to be stakes in what happens in these movies. And I think that movie did a very good job of doing that. This just seems like, hey, like I, there's a scene in this movie where a character quote unquote dies, but you're kind of like, nobody in the theater actually thought they were dead because Letty dies, she comes back. Han dies, you know, he comes back. So what's the kind of, like, what's the purpose if these characters cannot have like consequences to what happens to them? Right. And so it just kind of becomes less believable. But like I, like I said, the relationships I think are built in there are very good. I thought that John Cena, he really tried in this movie. I don't think he was given a lot. Like I think they were right. like, hey, we're gonna make him just like a super like unrealistic villain. But like at the same time, like I think he was trying to make it a bit of realism to his character and a lot of emotion to it. But you know, I think there was some emotional <laughs> characters. Oh, and then one thing I just. It's like unforgivable to me because this movie had an extra year that it could have been worked on. Hmm. Some of the CG in this movie is fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. There is a scene towards the end of the movie where Dom jumps out of a truck and it is the most computer animated shit I have ever seen. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. then even the kind of jungle scene, you could just tell that's done on a green screen because like the, the forest and everything behind it or the woods or whatever, trees, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just looks so fake. Mm. I was so I was just like, I was like, you had a whole nother year to just cook this shit and make it right. And then like, 
oh it was it was it was like it was legitimately like black panther shit at the end of that movie there was uh one of the things i did like that that worked for me dom like randomly stumbles upon like he thinks he's jacking a van in in one of the cities and it's the van that the the team members are in oh there was that surprise factor (laughs) yes um like the chemistry is still there i just think Yeah. yeah like some of the like the action the set pieces to me just feels very like i remember that the uh, road scene with the tank i remember the plane um hell i remember the the opening london chase like those stick out to me um i remember the car jumping from building to building in seven Uh, i remember the submarine in eight like this didn't have like a standout piece to me um since seven they've kind of like and there's a scene here where similar to when dom like smacks his unscathed boot to the the rooftop in seven (laughs) to make jason statham fall through the parking structure yes there's a scene like that in this where i'm just like what the hell like yeah i know exactly what scene you're talking about really i think i think six is like the pinnacle of what you believability Mm -hmm. i know the runway has to be like 27 miles long or oh yeah but you're not paying attention to that when you start um like getting crushed by a parking structure and living or ramming the cars into each other like they did in seven and just get out and walk perfectly fine yeah, i'm just like what the hell i mean again there's still believable elements in the next in, in every film like the wrecking ball coming down you could see it it's silly yeah but it's a giant wrecking ball you can see that being set up to hit cars and it it works the magnet thing i think worked that was probably the most at first Mm-hmm. That was probably the most intriguing aspect of like the action in this, um, yes. but then the last uh, the last act kind of fell flat for me. And then mm-hmm. going back to like bad CG and, and believability, the how Dom kind of gets out of the last, um, like the third act action. Oh, scene. insane! Like unbelievable. We'll talk about it. Yeah, can't wait uh, to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I like there is. I mean, in like. I think it's no surprise that like this, some of these characters do go to space in this movie that's been shown in the trailer. It's not a big deal, but even that I felt like it was kind of just like, like you said, kind of half baked. And I was just kind of surprised that they didn't want to go the full way with it. I mean, maybe they're saving it for 10, but if you're saving it for 10, why show it in nine? Um, Yeah. I just, it just felt like a stale ish kind of movie to me. And I was kind of surprised Mm -hmm. by that with a lot of the stuff in this movie. So um let's go ahead we'll get into spoilers here cody give your score uh of zero to a hundred i'm gonna go zero to a hundred yeah i'm gonna go 65 okay uh well i to me like a 50 is average i think this is like a below average movie like slightly so i'm gonna go 48 Okay. I just think it's a below average movie to me. I mean, it's not a waste of time by any means. Like, I think if you kind of like, and it is a, a movie theater movie, like you should go see it on the big screen and mm-hmm. you know experience it. But and I think that it felt weird. We were in a crowd and they were kind of like we were in a crowd where the people were kind of laughing or whatever, like in the previews. So I felt like they wanted to like have a pop moment of just like awesomeness in this movie and just right. like never really happened, which kind of was like well, because I remember you you went and saw. What movie in Orlando? Which one of those? Uh, Fate, Fate of the Furious. Yeah, the you last said one. it was like a, a crazy environment, right? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, again, I think that's a better, tighter movie. Yeah. But yes. yeah, there was just more pop moments with The Rock and just the whole. I mean, Charlie's thrown. He's missed. The, He's missed in the movie. Like his presence. Like Statham showing up on that plane, and then Owen removes his helmet. There's just you know there were pop moments right. in here. I, I didn't really get that sense so much. Right. I felt like the pop moment was supposed to be like. Uh, well, here, we'll go ahead and get into spoilers now. So if you've not seen F9, go ahead and cut this off and come back to us when you've seen it. I felt like the pop movie, one of the big pop movies was supposed to be like the reveal of Han sniping. Right. And Letty looks like she's going to get fucked over by some dudes and Han somehow snipes like six dudes without like changing the bolts on it. I think going opening night on a Thursday with people, though. I assume they would had seen the trailers. They know that Han is back, so I could see why that wouldn't be a surprise to like people mm-hmm. that have been paying attention. So we kind of talked about the third act of this movie, and uh, I guess and you said it kind of just didn't necessarily work for you. What about the third act? It didn't really work. Essentially, I just felt like it was um, the big train getting uh the, the with the magnets all stuck to the cars and it flips over and rolls down a hill and that's like it kind of yeah and then in that in that sequence cena has a, a character turn um i mean I, I think he was underbaked as far as like what was written for him but uh that that scene for me just it turned him into an ally too quickly like i like the idea of him being handed the car keys like with brian and then fast right. and furious one I, I like the symmetry but at that point we had a whole movie from like really both characters perspectives uh we didn't get much of of scene i mean i love the flashback that's probably my favorite part of the film uh because i i don't know if you remember me mentioning this but we were talking always about like where this franchise is going i thought it would be cool to see like dom's dad and, and that sequence so we got that, and I thought that was really executed well. Um, but yeah, I just thought we, we could have used more of, of... It's almost like there's too many cooks in the kitchen mm-hmm. currently. Like, do you need him to be a spy? Do we need Charlize Theron's character? Yeah. Um, Why do we need her at all? Like, Except for the turn to except help Charlize like, Right, except for to her to betray, to turn... You know, it, it just feels like we're adding a bunch of... We really don't know much about Tyrese's past still or Ludacris. Like, we could be developing these people. Like, things from their past come up and um, naturally progress the plot forward. Like, what it worked in 8 for me was, oh, a, a character that we were seeing being close to Dom and, like, dating when we didn't know that Letty was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his character. He's got a kid, and that's the baby. Like that makes sense to you know pull from something that we've seen in past movies, and then use that as a, a tool to like uh, to craft this new story with. Right. I I definitely like the element of like Dom, you know, losing his dad led him to this life of crime. But I don't know if we necessarily need like a a surprise brother that he sends away in like anger. It just felt. I don't know, out of left field. And then 
if you're going to have something introduced like that, I feel like we got to dive a bit more into it. Again, the flashbacks worked, but they more served Dom's character rather than Cena's. Did you notice that in the uh, in the flashbacks of the movie? So when they have the scene where they race and Dom's like, you know, if I beat you, you got to fuck off kind of thing, you know? They, they like stand face to face and Dom's character like absolutely towers over what would be Cena's character. But then when they have the face off at the end, he gives him the keys. Cena just like towers over Dom. So really? like their heights just don't match up over over time, and they're like full grown adults in that first flashback scene. So like hmm. he wouldn't have grown. But anyways, um, yeah, I felt like the Cena stuff was like, hey, we're gonna we're he's a villain, but we all and like I knew this personally. Like he's gonna turn. Like we all knew it the moment like he showed up on screen or whenever. Like we knew that Dom was not gonna end up turning his back fully on his brother if his brother needed him. And so I always felt like he was not a true believable character because of his connection with Dom and stuff. Sure. Like Cypher to me in eight was a legitimate villain. I mean, right. for Christ's sakes, she kills Dom's, the mother of Dom's right. child. Right, there's actual death and stakes. Exactly. And so to me, if you need, if you wanted to do that with Cena's character and like make him a, like a non-redeemable character, he needed to do something along those lines. Like, I don't know, if he just killed Mia was like fuck it like you know i'm killing mia like she's our sister but like i never gave a fuck about the family you know right. fuck the family fuck well, you that, that's like if that happens brian's back in the picture and so but see i would say that you eliminate her you eliminate all connection to brian i don't think yeah i don't think mia should have been in the movie at all right. like she should show up at the like you want to put her in like the the fam- final like the family dinner the family dinner in the final movie and even right. like use like Cody Walker, a Walker brother, and like put Paul, you know, have them present in one final sit down. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But anytime you bring her in, like I, I get, I like at the end with him showing up at the picnic, it's like that's fine. But I think they're just making it harder for themselves story wise. The more like like bringing Han back, sure we love Han, but you're just making you're just tangling things to where it's really tough when things are so unbelievable from an action standpoint for us to buy right. into what you want us to buy into. Well, me and Joe talked about this before the movie ever kind of came out. We were like, in what world would this big, huge mission be going on? And Brian himself would be okay with Mia going and him just being like, I'm staying with the kids. Right. Right. There's just no world in my opinion where that happens. So it becomes a lot less believable and you're just kind of like, wow. But like, I, my, my thing was like, look, like Brian's story is done. Like, regardless of whatever you want to say, if he wants to be in the final scene of the final movie, that that's fine. And that can still happen. But, like, if you close off Mia and just say, we're killing Mia off in this movie, then you just kind of close that entire chapter mm-hmm. to where, you're like, there's no connection whatsoever. And you just, you know. but that, And then you make Cena, more, like, believable. But, like, they wanted him to turn. They want him to be part of the final movie and, you know, to be part of the gang. And maybe he's supposed to be the next Paul Walker kind of element to the movie. But now I'm starting to think that, like, Dom may not die in the end well didn't there was like an article that came out that he was like you know Vin Diesel was like I've known how the franchise is going to end for years now well I don't think he's going to die I'll say and that's why I give this like that's why I'm still positive on the movie overall because because Dom didn't die well it's you know it's like with the the prequels you know or the Hobbit franchise whatever I know that movie's kind of jangled but there's still a, a plan there's still like, that's why Game of Thrones ended up sucking so hard, because 
they winged it, you know. That's why the Rise of Skywalker sucked because there wasn't a game plan. Like, this is a lesser entry, but it didn't, like, it wasn't offensively bad, or it didn't fuck things up enough to where... Yeah, no, I mean, this is not an offensively bad movie. This is not Rise of Skywalker. You kind of said it to me as we were literally, like, getting into our cars. You were like, still better than Rise of Skywalker, right? And I was like, yeah, 100%. Can I just tell you about the, the part of the movie where I was like, ooh, we might be in a little trouble here? It sure. is a uh, very beginning when Tyrese gets separated and he has like 30 dudes pointing guns oh. at him and somehow he just lived and i was like oh no i was like oof and like the movie like it seems to be very meta now to where they're just kind of like having live commentary in it to where it's like oh yeah we're invincible nothing right. can ever happen and i'm kind of like okay so you know that this is like a conversation piece to where your characters just have no it works only if in the i thought for a second i was like no way are they gonna do this I think all that dialogue would have been perfect set up for them at the end to make the sacrificial play. I thought so. I was with you. A hundred percent. I would have been way more invested if they, him and Ludacris crash into the satellite and then they just didn't, nobody heard from him again. Like they kind of just died. And I would have even accepted like he has an ejector seat for Ludacris, like to, to reach another Ooh, satellite. Yeah whatever but if if tyrese actually drives into that satellite to take it out and sacrifices himself i way better you end things with like, i don't know but see my thing is like those characters like i love like tyrese's roman very funny character you know i like Ludacris in the film but like how much are they adding to the movie like this is right. a dom michelle rodriguez and just like that's this is their shit you have those two in this movie you can right. make a lot of things happen it feels like it feels like even though she's not been in the movie for several movies now, that Giselle yeah. has way more impact on the characters than in the story. <laughs> Obviously, she ran with uh, uh, Brigada, what's his name? Bre yeah. Brega or something. Brigati or something the, like that. And then her <sighs> death drastically shapes Han's character. I don't know. It just, yeah, we need we need to start getting rid of some people. I see. That's why I, I, I was totally with you when I was like, okay, this is actual setup. Because when he was like, okay, either we're not going to make it through the explosion or we're just going to be like drifting off into space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is going to be a great sacrifice play. And like even Tyrese even kind of has the speech to even, I was like, whoa. And then, so, like you said, they kind of just like roll up to the International Space Station somehow and like whatever. Right. Um, it was funny, but it's, it's, for me, these movies were, um, it's like the original Star Wars. That movie is has funny elements to it, but overall, it's a serious movie. Right. Obviously, Fast and Furious isn't serious as far as like you know, an evil empire taking over the world. But you know, we still care about the characters and the subject matter of world domination and and crime. That's important in your movie, and it should be handled seriously. Yeah. Um, like the the joke of a what's he some son of some rich dictator or something the young guy yeah the, yeah it's like we don't need him just have oh, he's a terrible character in the movie have john cena be running like his own missions i guess if you it, there's just too 100%. much going on i don't know i feel like i feel like they write themselves into some holes and then have to add other characters to explain this and that. the movie could just be leaner like that's it it could just be leaner and tighter or the movie like we talked about like dom um having a kid and charlie's thrown like blackmailing him that being kind of the driving force of fate of the furious 
this, you could have had Mr. Nobody. They're looking for him. The whole movie, you know, this guy, this guy helped them out. Yeah. Um, in the last uh, last couple films, he's never. We never find out what happened to him. Nobody cares at the end of the movie. Nobody cares. So it's like we kind of. I mean, I forgot we we drift away from that. It's again, it's almost like it's set up for the final movie, which is now going to be split into two movies. I don't know. I mean, there's just yeah. They need to kind of. I I hope and again, if Dom, if uh, our Vin Diesel that is, has known the ending for a while, I hope there's uh, steps that are more clear that we take in the next two movies to get there. And I think that does include having to sacrifice somebody. Can we talk about Han in this movie? And what was very surprising to me, I was very interested to know how Han survived. Mm-hmm. And it felt like to me it was, hey, we're going to, you know, oh, yeah, you want to know how Dom dies? Well, we're just going to, like, you know, put our hands over your eyes and we're going to lead you this direction instead. I never felt like we got, they, it was they, just like, you They know, labeled it like a magic trick. Yeah, it was like, hey, that was a neat magic trick. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't show me how you got out of the car and before Deckard Shaw like blew the car up, you got out of there without him seeing you. This is a man who's killed multiple people. How did this actually happen? Even Tyrese, right. Tyrese's character at one point, like he's talking about like, you know, how much Giselle meant to him or whatever the case may be, and like the you know the the girl that he's with and how she's the key. He's just kind of like, yeah, but like, how did you live? How come only the girls have died? I mean, not to be like to bring that into the mix, but <laughs> yes. the guy that that died, he's come back to life. Yeah, uh, Giselle and and Dom's uh, baby mother, baby mama, Sylvia or something like that was her name. Maybe I forget. I think it's something like but that. They're dead. They're both dead. Um, yeah, but I thought the Han element, like when he was in the movie and he was actually acting, and I was like, cool, like I like having Dom back, you know, mm-hmm. or I mean Han back. But that whole element had to be, I thought, done right. Kind of how like when Palpatine was coming back, I hate to keep bringing star Wars, but there's even like a star Wars conversation in this movie, which is very bizarre. Yeah. Like two, two characters like I'm Obi-Wan. No, I'm Vader. I'm Luke. I'm, you know, you're Yoda, whatever. But Palpatine's, you know, the reason why he was back was important to the story. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the same, maybe not to the same extent, but still important for Han's character to say, I'm still not sure what she was the key, the little girl that Han's looking after to what I just, I couldn't follow. Yeah, it was very, like, the whole, like, device thing, like, I just assumed that it was, like, you it's put like the gold- two halves together and, like, her yeah. palm print or something, like, just activated it. Cause, it's like, like, it's not like they took her blood or anything. It's like a golden eye weapon, but for, like, all satellites, it just yeah, is, still- we're getting out of hand. Like you're telling- I, I still had no idea what the satellite, like, they were trying to connect to the satellite and they were going to get a bunch of money? Was that what was happening? And nobody only sent the message to Dom, like, you don't have Green Berets <laughs> or Black Ops teams, like. Yeah, like. It just doesn't make. It doesn't make. It's it's wild. It's like, just think about where we've been from from five. I mean, like they're they're fugitives. They're gonna rob this rich person to be free. Yeah. Now they are stopping a like world altering events, like satellites from destroying or controlling the Earth. It's just like right. They have to bring it down. I think we can agree on that. They have to bring it down, yeah. stakes wise, make it more emotional, personal for the right. next. It's got. We got to open with I think eight or uh, ten, fast ten. I guess it's gonna be ten, eleven, or part one and part two, however they name yeah. it. I think you got to open with Charlize Theron killing one of our heroes. But it's like all these again. This franchise is so massive. Do you see Tyrese being cool, being killed off in an opening scene? Like, I think the the 
the people's uh, um, maybe I don't want to say egos, but like yeah, the family element. I don't know. I I feel like Diesel wouldn't have the the guts to like write let the story be in control as opposed to giving each of these people's adequate screen time. Or I mean, we saw how Tyrese uh, reacted when uh, Fast Nine got pushed back for Hobbs and Shaw to come out instead. And he worded it like, didn't he say he was like taking food out of his family's mouth yeah, or something? Or right. I'm just like, I'm man, like, the like, Rock is putting fucking food in your mouth with how you gotta he... put. I mean, hey, say what you want about the 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 sequel trilogy, which again, I ended up disliking a whole lot. <laughs> um, they tried to put the story to a degree above characters we were familiar with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they failed in that decision-making, in my opinion. But I want to see the story being put ahead and hopefully executed better. And I feel like the story was, you know, it was unpredictable in in the earlier films, and it's just become a little bit out there now. Like, where is The Rock and Jay? You're starting to have to explain these things. Like, where are they? There was no explanation for what Hobbs was in this movie. Like, how is Vin Diesel not going to ask Hobbs for help? I get not asking Brian for help. We've explained that in the storytelling, but right. Hobbs is like the best U.S. agents out there, and Statham's like the best assassin, I guess. Before I forget, because they're kind of forgettable in the movie. Uh the the Tokyo Drift crew. Yes, yes. I had some some good laughs, I guess. I mean, it was fine, but my God, the one main actor, Lucas Black, looks so fucking old. He looks like he's like fifty eight years old. I, I like I look. But he's like, he just became a junker. Uh, did he not like? Did he did he graduate high school? Where's, what are they all doing there? What happened to them? What do they do? Right. So now, like now, they're in Germany building rocket cars. Which, let me just say, he like, can you, fly that plane now, Lucas Black. Yeah. Victor? What was, the hell? Yeah. So like, what's his name? His name is like Sean, I believe. That's the Sean. Character. Yeah. Sean. I like that character in Tokyo Drift. I know some yeah. people make fun of him because of the accent or whatever, but I think it's like the fish out of water. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I think yeah. it's fun. And whenever he shows up on screen, like me and Joe just laugh our ass off. We were laughing because he's just like, I couldn't believe they told me you were alive, Han. Like you know, like right. like. It's almost like the. <laughs> it's almost like they told him to lean in to his country accent. And yeah. I think they kind of made a buffoon out of him. I mean, you could oh, yeah, argue. He is. Yeah, hundred percent. You could argue that he's the only other character in the franchise to have a leading role. Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw was a, you know, two protagonists. I mean, you look at like, if you're doing a ranking of like the best drivers in the entire franchise, right? You have Dom and Brian at the top, right? That's no question. Nobody's arguing that. But Sean, Lucas Black's character, he might be third or fourth as a driver. I mean, why Han, isn't he behind the wheel? Why is he? Yeah. Why is he flying the plane where he should be driving? We've never. Yeah, I'm just. It was so bizarre. I was excited for those characters to come back. Maybe not Bow Wow's character because I just think he's not a good actor sure. in any way. And even the, the I don't know the other Asian guy's name to be honest with you, but I would have been just fine if they brought back like Sean's character or whatever. Like he's just like a mechanic somewhere yeah. and they're just like hey like we heard you have some cars you know see it's it's the movie's hit and miss like that like i like the flashback scene they show the two um are they hispanic i guess yeah latino some uh, i forget their their names they were in five five and i think they made a cameo in six or something one of them cameoed in six that was neat tying that in and yes uh, i just yeah it's i don't know what there's just a there's so much at, at play here where the movie needs to be more focused. 
period. Yeah. And like I said, like if you just if the whole movie was like Sean, you know, after the events of Tokyo Drift, he kind of like, you know, took a step back. Because I remember like he's a hot shot guy in Tokyo at the end of that movie and like his cameo in seven. He's like a hot shot guy. Like people like respect him. If he was just kind of like running cars in Tokyo and, and they said, Hey, like we need we need a guy on this. We mm. need like we're not we need one more guy who has cars, like fast cars, like and he just had like a slew of them. That would be great. Like I would totally believe that. But yeah, they, they just kinda of made his character like a, a joke, really. And I'm just kinda of like, is that a reflection of the way that the franchise looks at that movie? Tokyo Drift is like a joke in the franchise. Right. But I think that's actually like a decent decent movie. Right. It's letting the meta element overtake the story i mean i think very much the space stuff is letting the he drove he flew a plane up to altitude fifty thousand feet yeah it's like i get (laughs) you know what like the fans wanted the rock in the franchise that's it's like you gotta know you gotta take your own like thoughts and opinions i think into which i think they do um into account but like listen to the fans when it comes to who to cast. Don't listen to all the chatter and 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 stuff like that. Like the Reddit esque kind of fans. When are they gonna bring Eva Mendez's character back? Right. I mean, well, this, well I think to, she's retired, but to me, like that makes more sense than yeah. She was like an undercover else. like she, operative or something. Yeah, like have her Leon with, bring Leon back. Fuck it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. Ultimately, we've. We've saved the world twice. What's the end game here? What's going to satisfy the character, but also the fans? Before we get to our list, Cody, let's talk about just some of the like standout, like just super like fucking unrealistic shit in this movie. So one of the things for me is the very end of the third action sequence. Dom is in the big long truck, train truck, whatever you want to call it, and it's rolling kind of. It's like rolling on its side down the hill. Right. He gets out of the car. And he takes a grenade or like a landmine or something and throws it ahead of himself to propel the car, the, the truck to then spin. Right. And then it lands on its wheels on the on the road. Right. Perfectly. Then he drives it. And then Charlize Theron's character shoots a missile at it. He jumps out of the vehicle. He kind of whips it to its side, which I thought he was doing to like protect the crew. Yeah. To maybe to extend he was, but I guess he was trying to whip it to where it, like the tail of it would hit the fucking drone. Right. That whole shit when when it flipped on the road on its wheels, I was like, "This is fucking stupid. Like, what is this? How many exactly? missiles can that thing take? Yeah, like it took like three <laughs> missiles. I was like, "What the fuck?" There's a scene in that third action sequence where they turn on Jacob. Right. The big goon guy gets on top and they fight. Yeah. And the man, like, he just gets hit. Like he's facing. Jacob, and from behind, he gets hit with a street sign. Right, a big and he metal does a, piece of yeah, like the street signs you would see like on a highway yeah. hanging over, and he doesn't fucking move. I was like, that would literally like in Deadpool, a guy got smushed into it. Like, what is going on? Um, so that those like automatically stood out. <laughs> There's a fight scene between Dom and Jacob in like a tailor shop mm-hmm. in London, and that's where the second set piece was. It was in London. Um, and, like, Dom just, like, picks Jacob up and just, like, runs him into another room. And his head just hits the top of, like, the door where, like, the door meets the the wall or something. And just, like, mm-hmm. Jacob's just cool. I was like, that would clean knock you the fuck out. I'm cool with that one. I'm cool with that um, one, too. But I'm just, like, the other two are just insane. 
What I'm not cool with is like, yeah, like Ty- Tyrese being unscathed from like bullets, and then right. like going to like the opening scene, like them driving across the bridge. They well, he shot like. Did he know it was going to connect to that? See, I think that he. I don't think he knew, but like I think he he definitely like turned the wheel. And like that's how it like latched on mm-hmm. is because it like hooked into the wheel. So I think he was trying that, but like for a shot, like you just like just try it like out of nowhere. And the car flips and this, yeah. It... Well, like the bridge, like the one when Tyrese and, and Ludacris's characters are driving across the bridge, the bridge gives out before they can get across, and somehow they can go 180 degrees straight up with gravity and like make it. I was like, this is insane. And then like the Dom thing across, like that's a cool like that's a cool thing i but like when i saw it like in the trailers i assumed that like dom had like you know the hooks that they had in the eighth movie that they hooked dom's car to ah and i was like oh he just like like grappled it to something but like it just like was a part of the bridge that he hooked into his wheel and i was like this is actually fucking insane yeah i'm trying to think is there anything else like in this movie that's just like i mean them surviving space and oh yeah and the odds of them finding the international space station Uh uh 100%. hundred uh, percent that's ridiculous the girl who plays Masande in uh game of thrones has never driven a car but sometimes like 20 minutes in she figures out how to drive a stick yeah that was i thought it, i thought she was gonna like barely get it in and out of gear yeah, and then, i thought she and then like tyrese or Ludacris would be like get the fuck out of here and like you know drive you know he, they would drive but uh, I didn't mind like like I thought that was fun like I could change like oh she doesn't know how to drive but, yeah I thought it was fine yeah but it didn't like pay off like I feel like that's something that I read like oh they're always good at driving what if we have a character that's not so great mm-hmm. but it didn't really turn into anything I I didn't think um, she feels kind of like a nothing character to me yeah she's brainy but we already had that with like Tez. tech savvy yeah, yeah he's more tech savvy but I guess I don't know like they just got to do something with the characters we we know already get rid of maybe the, the final scene that i have that's just like super unreal like just insane was dom taking on the 30 guys uh while letty watched him oh yeah and he like L- lifts a guy up and like snaps his spine <laughs> in half on like a rail right. and then there's like a scene where like he just grabs both sides of the rails and he has like 30 dudes like pulling him and he's just like fucking like the hulk like right. just not budging at all he and pulls he- the two chains down and like <laughs> All that concrete is busting the guys around him, and he survives. And he just, like, falls into the water and then proceeds to have, like, a Leia. Like, I kind of said to you, like, Leia in The Last uh, the last Jedi, where he just kind of, like, mm-hmm. floats off, and he has, like, a flashback scene. Um, I think that was, like, the part. I was, like, you and me and Joe and Adam were just, like, actively cackling when he just snapped that guy's back in half. Uh, it was brutal. That was fucking insane. I couldn't um, believe it. Yeah, so I mean, look, there's there's plenty of that, but I think our, our you know big picture idea on the movie is that uh, it's it's just gotten too wild, too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, it's just kind of like lost the plot a little bit, and everything just kind of needs to be reeled in. The characters are still awesome, but uh, we just got to reel in some of the some of the bullshit here. Um, we're gonna go Definitely. ahead and switch off to our list here. We're gonna try to run through this thing here real quick, and so. We're going to start off at the bottom at our number 10s and we're going to see what Cody has here and we're kind of see can we make a uh, a list out of this thing here. I'm trying to actually like pull up my list real quick as we do this. So Cody, what did you kind of have as your um, overall number 10 movie? My number 10 movie is I actually put 
it's tough because I actually like all these movies. So I'm going to go with... I'm actually going to go with nine. I had it second to last, but I just can't do... I think I'm doing dirty the ones after it if I do. So you have F9 as the last place movie. Right. I just dislike it less than you. Yeah. Well, I have... That's actually kind of crazy because I did not have it as my worst movie. Oh, really? I have it as my second to worst movie. But I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with going last for that movie. Um, We'll go in order first, then we'll do our change-up. How about that? We'll do our lists. Okay. So uh, I actually have, like, a controversial opinion about this. But my number 10 is... uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Interesting. Okay. So I that movie just does not feel like a Fast and Furious movie to me. I know it's Hobbs. I know it's Shaw. But outside of the characters being named Hobbs and Shaw and like having like, I guess, some sort of animosity towards each other, it just doesn't feel like the cars matter in that movie at all. The storylines that are ever set up in the franchise really matter. Like to me, like Tokyo Drift is new characters, right? Like there's no returning character at the time of the movie came out. I, I know Han would kind of return, but you know, the cars matter in that movie and the storylines that are put before it kind of matter. So mm. it just does not feel like a um, fast and furious movie to me. So I have Hobbs and Shaw as the worst movie out of all of them um, with F nine, then being number nine. Um, so what do you have as number nine? For my number nine, I had a uh, Tokyo drift. Ooh, okay. I had Tokyo Drift a little bit higher. Again, I I like the movie because it feels like very indie, and there's the the son, delinquent son, father element, um, the fish out of the water element. Did I say that already? Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It just again, country boy, accent, <laughs> kind of an idiot. Sure, but I think obviously Han is introduced in that movie. Um. It's just a fine, like, spinoff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it doesn't have much to do, like, with the rest of the franchise. I, I think, obviously, with more characters we are familiar with, I think they're easier to put those movies, in, like, up higher on the list. So, yeah, for me, and that reason, I had uh, that in my ninth spot, Tokyo Drift. Okay, I'll talk about Tokyo Drift when I get to it. Um, my number eight is Fast and Furious, the fourth one. The gang coming back together. I just think that's, like out of all the movies, the most forgettable one to where like, I just kind of forget the storylines of that movie where it's like a drug, some sort of drug deal is kind of happening. Mm -hmm. I think the only really like, like redeemable scene of that entire movie is Dom thinking that Letty is dead because of Brian. And then they fight. And then he says, you know, she did it because of you. She did it because of you scene. Um, I think that's the only good part of that entire movie, really. So I have Fast and Furious um, as... And it just felt like they kind of were trying to find their footing to where it was like, hey, like we don't really want to do like the underground car racing scene movie again, but like, hmm. how far can we go without this being ridiculous? And five, they just said, fuck it, we're just going to put our, you know, no pun intended, our, you know, uh, pedal to the floor and just go for it. But, you know... Um, but yeah, I have a Fast and Furious number eight on my list. What about your number seven movie? I'm going to go with, I didn't write numbers beside the the, the list, fine. so it's confusing for me. Uh, two, uh, two Fast, two Furious. I have it, that's number seven for me too. Um, 
yeah, for me, I just think that, yeah, it's Brian, and he had a good back and forth with Tyrese, but the movie is just kind of generic as far as, like, it's run-of-the-mill plot-wise, uninteresting villain for the most part. Eh, it's fine. I think a lot of, and, like, for the for the really awesome movies, the villain is not, like, super important to it. Like, the first movie, Dom is a villain, right? Or he's supposed to be the villain, but he's not really a villain mm. in the movie in a sense. Like, number five, like, Hobbes is supposed to be, I guess, like, the villain of it, but he's not really a villain at the end of it. So this movie is, like, introducing a crime boss-type element where mm-hmm. Brian's just, like, a hitman for hire, essentially, to clear his name. Right. So... It just kind of like doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't kind of like work overall for me. Um, so that's number seven. What do you have as number six? Because I have the same thing as as seven. Your number six. So, th- uh, so nine was ten for me. Then three. Then two. So this is my seventh, actually. Yeah, your seventh movie. Yeah. Uh, Hobbs. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Uh for me, what works? The chemistry. Um, I thought uh, the blonde actress is good too. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Very good actress. Really, yeah. To, to your point, it just doesn't feel so much like a Fast and Furious movie. Idris um, Elba. It, it kind of lacked the, like, sappy heart that Toretto brings and the other mainline entries bring. Um, Does it include the most ridiculous scene that's ever been put into the movie where the, the Rock pulls the helicopter down with one arm? That is silly. and uh, We laughed a lot from I, that. I, I know that they're acting like superhumans but to legit bring like the superhuman aspect into it with like idris elbow's character nah i'm not not a fan of that really can you just recap your list real quick if possible yeah uh nine three two hobbs and shaw okay so now we're at number six in our list our sixth place movies yeah um Wait, 10, 9, 8, 7. Okay, 6th. Is uh, Tokyo Drift for me. Is uh, number 6 for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like I like the Sean character. I think that, you know, the fish out of water element is, is a good one. Han being in the movie is really good. I think it has, just as like driving in the movie, some of the best driving, like the drifting is like really cool. Sure. That Han final chase scene. A lot of in-camera stuff. And- mm-hmm. Uh, the the Han chase scene at the end I think is like exhilarating where he's just zooming through Tokyo and he's drifting around. Oh, I think it's really really good. Oh yeah. Uh, the movie is to me like I can go back and watch it and have fun with it, but it's also weird because the movie takes place in 2014, but everybody has like flip phones and pagers. Right. And Tokyo, the the beacon of technology in the world, just has like people just in 2014 using flip phones. Why did why did uh the, the main character <laughs> lucas uh what's his name sean Sean. why did sean in in what like just 10 years or it takes place 2011 or what year i think it's 2014 2014 yeah so in seven years because that's when like it connects with 20 it connects with seven in seven years this 17 year old who already looked like he was 37 now looks 57 it's just <laughs> well people absolutely ridiculous people because like at the end of that movie right dom makes a cameo at the end of it where they're supposed to race and he's like, you know, like Dom makes the line of like, you know, I got nothing. He's like, you know, uh, he's like, try to keep up or something. Dom's like, I got nothing but time. And then it, it automatically connects to seven. And people are like, yeah, it took 15 years for that race to finish because they all look 15 years older. 
<laughs> in that yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, I have Tokyo Drift as my number uh, number six movie. Cody, what about you? What is your sixth place movie? My sixth place movie is. I gotta look at my list again. Uh, four, Fate, uh, Fast and Furious, the fourth okay. one, or they're in Mexico. Uh, I just love the, again, bringing back the the Brian Cop, Dom, uh, criminal side of things, and their interactions. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said I, before, I just think it's like a forgettable movie in the franchise. You know, I think if you're like telling me, if cause we were we were talking thinking about before this podcast, we were talking about our top favorite movie scenes i guess or top favorite moments from the franchise we were gonna do that instead i just don't know if that movie would have had any for me at all like i think i could have picked one out of every single movie but that one's the one where i'm just kind of like man like what am i gonna pick as a favorite scene like dom and brian fighting like i don't know what i would pick um okay so number five for me then um my list just closed out so i actually have to pull it up right here right now okay Okay, my number five movie is uh, Fate of the Furious. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a decent movie. I'm not, like, bored by it. It has, I think it has, like, the cusp. See, I think seven really, and we'll get to seven here in a second, but I think seven is, like, basically the the borderline of how far you can take these movies and just, like, an unrealistic shit. Um, eight maybe is, like, a step below that and some of that stuff. Like, The Rock, I know he, like, somehow can move a submarine missile with just like one arm <laughs> hanging out, which is actually insane. <laughs> but like you can kind of feel the tension from the movie, like the off screen shit in that movie on it, because like obviously the rock and Vin don't like share a scene together really at all in the movie. Or if, right. it, if they, they do, were, it's like yeah. super cut together. They're bickering at that point. Yeah. So, you know, it's the first movie without Brian in it. And like, you do miss Brian in it, but it's just, it doesn't feel like, it's a big part of the movie that he's not there because obviously Mia's not there either. So right. like I felt like you missed Brian more in F9 because Mia was there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's the Dom scenes where he's like, he's gone rogue and they're chasing him down. I, the big scene from that movie to me is when he's like driving through the city and they like all hook their cars to him and they're all just like reversing or stopping. And Dom's just like <laughs> single handedly is able to like destroy all of their cars or right. whatever. Uh, just awesome, like you know, and and the rocks just like he's got to have two thousand horsepower under that, and then Ludacris is like, try three, and then Statham is like, try five, <laughs> like, and then and then Dom just like destroys all their cars immediately afterwards, just like turns the NOS up on it. So, um, yeah, Fate of the Furious comes in at uh that that fifth place scene uh, spot for me. What about you, Cody? What's fifth? Fifth for me is. Oh shit! Hang on. <laughs> we need to be better at keeping our lists. Up. I got I got logged out of my um my damn Apple ID here, trying to uh re-download all my apps and information. <laughs> That's what happens when you buy a new phone. All right, meat is back on the menu, boys. Oh Jesus Christ! A verification code sent to another. This man is falling apart Fuck at the me. seams right now. Wait, uh, I know the answer. I know the answer. Well, let me say it. You have, you have Fast 1 left, fa- the Fast and the Furious left. You have Fast 5, fa- Fast 6, 7, and 8. I put Fate of the Furious there as well. Okay, so you have Fate of the Furious at 5. Because, uh, I mean, all the men- uh, reasons you mentioned, 
I thought it still kept things fresh with Dom turning bad, and then they had like the payoff of, oh, there's a little baby at stake. Obviously, you want that little baby rescued. The plane scene was hilarious. Statham kicking those guys' ass. I mean, he's just an action star, you know, a good element. Cena, to me, is is a flat, like, actor and, like, element. Right. And to a degree, Charlize Theron is not terribly interesting, but it was more like Statham and what was at stake, I guess, the baby. But, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the submarine, I think, changing things up, going to a winter location, that was fun. It right. was just, uh, I had a lot of fun with that movie, so it's, yeah, middle of the pack for me. Um, for me at number four is going to be Fast and Furious 6. Hmm. I think this movie does a good job of kind of bridging five and seven together. The Just the insane punch that five was and the kind of emotional arc that seven was. You have the emotional moment of Giselle dying in the movie and Han having to deal with that at the end of it. Um, obviously you have the big action set piece of the runway and the, and the, you know, helicarrier, whatever you call it um element to it i think the villain the shaw villain the brother is kind of weak in that movie i don't think he's like overly uh interesting at all but um one thing on fate of the furious was fate of the furious the movie i'm pretty sure where the rock and statham are in jail yes oh and i have a great scene where like this guy is like trying to like come up to the rock he's like i've been waiting a long time for this and he's like apparently gonna try to kill the rock and the rock just grabs the knife in his hand and puts it back in his chest and he's like keep waiting bitch yeah, yeah. i love that i love that part the rock's um, great he's great he's great but yeah like six is good i you know like i i don't think it stands out very much but I, at the same time it doesn't do anything to like you know really take away from you know i don't have like a, a lot of nitpicks with that movie so uh just maybe the villain really kind of just falling kind of flat a little bit but Six is going to be at that uh, that number four spot for me. So what about four for you, Cody? Sweet. Four for me is uh, seven. Furious seven. Um, that's number that's number three for me. So we can just talk about it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, for me, I like I like Kurt Russell's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he provides like an interesting reason why they'd be doing all this crazy spiralated stuff. Awesome fight scene between The Rock and Statham to really open that movie. The Rock hits him with a rock bottom. Right. Really, the one thing I don't like about the movie is Rock's out of it for such a long time. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it ended beautifully with... Uh, I mean, it's still emotional watching the last like five minutes of that. Yes, very much so. I, super sad. One of the few times I've ever cried in a theater or shed a tear was mm-hmm. that moment. Um, I love the car jumping. It gives, makes me nervous, you know, building to building. Oh, in Dubai, yeah. The Ronda Rousey Michelle Rodriguez fight, I think, is pretty good. That's a good fight. Um, I think the 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 end's pretty fun. I mean, the the set piece when they're in like the Middle East or wherever is mm-hmm. is fun too. Things just didn't get as that was still you know a believable like movie compared to what we've gotten since in a lot of ways. And then I kind of give it the benefit of the doubt with it being Paul's final one, so. The movie wasn't done, so they had to like kind of change a lot of things with it. Right. Um, there was one part of, of Fast and Furious Seven, or Furious Seven as they called it, and that I was going to bring up, but I'm kind of I'm kind of blanking on it right now. Is that the movie where they blow up the house? Yes. Yeah. State- Statham blows up the house. Right. It says like from from Tokyo or whatever the. Yeah. That's and then Dom goes and sees Sean, in a. 
Yeah. And and Sean's like, uh, that's all we yo. needed for a connection. We really didn't need to bring Sean back. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yo, Dom, when you find him, what are you gonna do to him? And he's like, words can't even have not even been created. I can say like, I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? I, I love the scene where they're at the funeral at Han's funeral. And then, uh, you know, they're kind of talking, and he's like, you know, Tyrese is like, Tyrese's character is like, Brian, like, how many more of us are going to have to die or whatever? And, and Brian's kind of like, you know, who knows? And then, like, Statham's car just kind of, like, slowly appears in the back. Right. And Dom just, like, fucking just, like, just, cry, like, crushes him. That's when they had the, the head-on collision scene, and uh, it's, it's great. I, I love that whole part. It's, it's really, And it's nice that he, like, takes the picture of Giselle and kind of puts it on the casket as well. And right. It's, and there's a bit of emotion to that as well. But, yeah. I, but I, there's uh, the, the sword fighting with, like, wrenches. Yeah. It got silly to me. And th- this is when they're becoming, like, <laughs> superhuman. And so that's. Yes. But overall, I just like watching it just because it's, like, again, it leans still on the believable side. And you have the farewell to, to Walker. Yeah. It feels kind of like a natural end to the series in a lot of ways. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, high on my list for that reason. Right. So that was my number three um, already. So what? give me your number three then. has number to be three. six, right? Uh, my number three is the first one, The Fast Ooh, and the Furious. Ooh, that's second for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what more needs to be said? It's a point break remake. We've, we've got cars, girls, good chemistry between Paul Walker and, and Dom. Um my favorite part of the movie is the, I mean, that final whole sequence where Jesse gets shot, you know, very likable character. Yeah. And then they chase after the, the one bad guy and then what? they race and that the race is like more emotional than anything. Cause he's Dom goes there to escape and then the train comes and then the car, then the truck. Comes. It's just like, I don't know, like it's such a fun sequence that I remember. What was it that Jesse did that got him shot? I can't really not remember. He lost a race and took yeah. off with the car that they were trading slips. That's right. Um, and they were like, oh, he's going to the car wash. And then he never. That's right. He said, Jesse, he's got 30 grand under that hood. You know, don't yeah. race him. Yeah. And then he's like, Toretto, where is he going with my car? And he's like, you know, and then he's like, Toretto, I know you snitched. And then he just like beats the fuck out of that guy or whatever. That Johnny Tran was his name. Yeah. Something like that. And that that's right before. They have the chase on the freeway. Yes. And that's intense. Like, the guy's arm is wrapped up. Uh, Vince. Vince's arm's wrapped up. Like, that whole scene, like, the whole end of the movie is just... Really great. Really fun. And then when Dom has to hear Brian call in to the the, the police, it's just like... It's great acting by uh, by Paul Walker because, it's like, his voice is shaking. It, like, when he's talking about... When he's talking to Dom about Vince's injury, he's kind of, like, a little bit calmer. But once he starts, like, talking about, you know, betraying mm-hmm. Dom, and he can kind of see, like, Dom's getting pissed. He's like, fuck, is this guy going to kill me out here? Kind of thing. And just the end where, where the slow motion works. Uh, I just love mm-hmm. that end where, you know, Dom, essentially, member of his family's dead. He probably believes he's going to go to prison for sure. Mm-hmm. His whole life's kind of fallen uh, around him. All he's got left, is, you know, if that ten seconds he's free, he's gonna in the in the car that scares him because it was his dad's. He's gonna try to make the ten seconds, just you know, one last ride, I guess. And then Brian's doing it with him, and then the train, the whole it's just and, you know, Dom's not stopping for the train. No, it's just fucking intense. You it's know? great. It's just badass. It's a it's, badass scene. It's probably maybe the most iconic 
scene of the, scene them of the, uh, them coming breaking through as the train comes behind that, them is like that shot is like that shot you yeah. put that on the the 11 movie box set that shot and when they take off and dom's car goes on the two wheels and brian's kind of like going on four wheels in front um one of the scenes in that movie i think i've talked to you about it before is uh after the police come and they kind of break up the scene and dom's about to kind of get arrested and paul walker kind of or brian saves him and then they come back in a taxi cab and there's like a, a house party going on i love that scene because it's like a small kind of like dialogue driven scene where it sets up a lot of the relationships in the movie like brian and dom's relationship is growing because brian obviously saved him from getting arrested Hmm. you kind of see the the relationships of dom's former friends kind of dissipating because they left him behind but even like mia is upstairs she sees that brian's coming in and then she starts like oh fuck like gets her hair done and changes her outfit because you can tell that this these two have a crush on each other and Dom with the line of Jesse making out with the girl saying, hey, Einstein, take it up, uh, take it upstairs. You can't detail a car with the cover on line is just hilarious to me. And then Vince saying, hey, Dom, what's with the buster? And then Dom turning around and screaming, uh, the buster kept me out of handcuffs. Mm. Uh, he didn't just run back to the fort. The buster brought me back and then he gives Dom, he gives Brian Vince's corona and that's when he says the iconic line of you can have any brew you want as long as it's a corona what was up when you think in f9 dom gets handed a corona by the mechanic guy oh and then he and doesn't he, take a sip and he doesn't take a sip i was just so i was so thrown Such off a by weird that scene to and that was mike uh michael rooker michael rooker just yeah in it barely for and that's it's what i'm saying like there was too much going on like we could have had charlie Theron come back at the end of the movie and just have uh, the brother element is have Dom, like, I don't know, go back to L.A. just because he's raising his son and he is having thoughts about, like, losing his father and he stumbles upon that. And I don't know, you don't have to have, like, a, a magical brother and then... Do you think they had a dispute with Corona? Probably not. But, like, why wouldn't Dom take a sip? I don't know, maybe he did in a couple of... Like, he's sitting there and he's, like, squeezing the bottle and he's just, like, not even... And he just sets it down. Maybe he just is... It's distracting. He's so emotionally torn that he can't even enjoy the, the greatest man. beverage known <laughs> to man. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love the Fast and Furious. It's my second favorite uh, Fast and Furious movie. So we have to go to your number two now because you're naming off mine. Number two is uh, Fast 6. Okay. And you already said that, right? I already said that, yeah. So what do you like about Fast 6? Pretty much everything. It's like the perfect balance of the craziness we get now with the set pieces um there's characters that die there's uh the switcheroo with that one girl was a villain i didn't see that coming at all in the theater i saw it with a good crowd and dc um it's just a good continuation again there's like there's loss and there's like an awesome hand-to-hand combat uh scene in particular with uh tyrese and han mm-hmm. yeah there's just nothing about ab- that I most like it on par with my number one choice. Um, it's just such a fun movie. And I think uh, Owen Shaw is a, a, a scary dude. Good threat. Um, so then obviously we have... It's team versus team as well, which yeah. I like. Team versus team. So we obviously both have Fast Five. And I think we've talked enough about Fast Five throughout the entire podcast. It's just 
you know, the the shot to the arm that the franchise needed, introducing the rock, introducing this heist element to it. It's the dragging the safe through Brazil. It's the this is the this is Brazil scene where they all point their guns at the rocks crew. Um, that's another team versus team kind of movie as well. It's the Dom crew versus the Hodge, you know, Hobbs crew. Um, a really visceral fight between Dom and Hobbs in that movie as well. So um, we've made our list here. So let, let's go ahead and, and we'll quickly kind of put our list together here. So I think we can obviously put number five as number one because we both had that as Definitely. our number one. So number two, um, I, I do think that the first movie is the second best movie out of this. You have it as your third movie. I'd be willing to move six number six to three because I had it at number f- the fourth spot. Okay. If you're willing to move two up to number number the first movie up to number two, I can work. I can live with that. Okay. So we're gonna do Fast Five number one, The Fast and the Furious number two, Fast and Furious six at number three. I think we both probably are okay with Fast and Furious seven at that fourth spot. That works for me. And then probably Fate of the Furious at number five. I'm good with that. So this is where th- I think this is where our, our our lists were kind of like very different because I have like Tokyo Drift taking that next spot, and I think you have Fast Number and four. Furious. So I'd be okay with putting Fast and Furious at that sixth spot that you have it in, and just moving Tokyo Drift to the seventh spot, and then putting Too Fast, Too Furious, and then Hobbs and Shaw and F Nine. You know, as much as I like Hobbs and Shaw, it's my seventh. I, I could drop it two slots because, again, it's as far as this is a Fast and Furious list, and it doesn't quite feel the same. So how about okay? So if I, if I say this is the list, you tell me where you have an issue with it. Okay, Fast and Furious number or Fast Five, sorry, number one, number two, the Fast and the Furious, number three, Fast and Furious six, number four, Furious seven. Five, Fate of the Furious. Why is there so many fucking different names for these I movies? Know. It it's, sucks. It's tough. Um, sixth spot will be Fast and Furious. And then seven, Tokyo Drift. Eight, Too Fast, Too Furious. Hobbs and Shaw, nine. And then ten, F9. I'm cool with that. All right. That was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. A lot easier, yeah. I thought so. See, we can compromise. We can make a good list here as well. So that's our list of our individual lists as well as our combined list. I'm okay with that. You know, you got to, con- you know, you kind of conceived on uh, conceived, compromised. We conceived something. We conceived mm-hmm. a list, but you compromised in letting me have Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious at number two, and I kind of moved. Um, Fast and Furious. <laughs> the names are fucking terrible. Like, I mean, they are they just are. bad. Um, so that's it for this podcast. Uh, this week we talked a long time about Fast and Furious. But, hey, it's a big pinnacle movie of the year. Um, next week, I was looking at the schedule when we kind of started the podcast. The only, like, movie of name is The Forever Purge. Um, so, fuck, we, we might go see that. I, I'm sure at least like me and Joe will go see it. Cody, we, maybe you'll go see it. Uh, I, I kind of don't know. Nah. Me and Joe might end up going to see The Forever Purge uh, nah. next week. So we'll, we'll do Forever Purge. We're kind of coming up to Loki. You know, it's at the midway point. So we'll be doing a Loki review. And then in two weeks, then we have Black Widow. So we're kind of heating up here in the summer. But we'll get through next week with The Forever Purge. I cannot imagine that being very good at all. Um, so... 
F9 in the books, another Fast and Furious, three years probably will pass by before we get 10 or part one or whatever they want to call it. So thank you guys for listening. Um, send us in some questions, just general questions. If you want to ask us Fast and Furious questions or whatever, um, maybe if we don't do a Forever Purge podcast, we'll do like a mailbag podcast or something like that. So send us in um, in the email or, or the Twitter accounts down below in the description. But uh, besides that, we will see you guys next time.